What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. Happy Monday. I'm your girl, Constance Annan. If you're new here, this is a visual podcast. That's right. You can watch me. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, head on over to YouTube, search for Constance the Podcast, and there you will find me. This is also a daily show, meaning new episodes drop every single day. I'm telling you, this is the best podcast out right now. Nobody's doing it like I do it. And if you don't believe me, fuck you. Okay, you guys, how are you guys doing today? I got to start with a bitch. Did you see that tweet? I got some things I want to talk about, but this right here is something worth discussing. So it is a TikTok that made its way to Twitter. As you guys know, that's how things always go down on Twitter. I feel like Twitter is the best app out there. The best app because you don't like you get TikToks on Twitter. The shit that's funnier that goes viral on Instagram was on Twitter like, half of the Shade Room's posts are tweets. Like, Twitter is really that app to be on. I don't do too much on Twitter, but the shit is always there for you to see. Anyways, bitch, did you see that tweet? The tweet is a TikTok, like I said. The tweet says, no disrespect, but this is so manipulative, lol. Why are you genuinely setting people up to disappoint you? Also, being on your phone doesn't mean you hate something. So let's go ahead and play this video. As I speak right now, pre-editing i'm not sure if i'm going to include the actual video in this episode so if it's not on the screen as you watch you can head on over to my twitter at black mocha b-l-a-c-k-m-0-c-h-a and that's where you will see it all right i'm gonna shut up let's play the video bitch did you see that fucking tweet that's why I do something called the Coraline test. The Coraline test is where if I'm talking to a guy and I'm really feeling him, I tell him a lot of times like, oh, I love Coraline. That's my favorite movie, whatever. And I've had a lot of men be like, I love that movie. That movie is so dope. I, I could watch it forever, whatever. So when it's time for us to link up and if I invite him over to my place, I'm like, I'm going to put this movie on. So I put it on, let it run for about 30 minutes. And then I say I'm going to the restroom. But really, I'm peeking around the corner to see if you're even watching the movie. And nine times out of 10, they're on their phone. They're not watching it. Even when I come back and sit down, I'd be like, hey, you enjoying it? They'd be like, yeah, my eyes been glued to the screen. They are just mirroring mimicking playing you so that you can so that you can feel good that they're like interested in your interests. All right. I don't even want to talk about how fucking manipulative it is. I don't care if it's manipulative or not. I'm not here to dissect that. To me, first things first, I am so blessed to not be a part of the dating scene right now. Because if this is what you have to do to vet out your prospects, I am so sorry. Two, wouldn't it be easier to just like ask follow-up questions about Coraline? Like, all right, hey, I like Coraline. The guy says, okay, I like Coraline too. Then you can go on to say, oh, really? What's your favorite scene in a movie? Why the fuck you going to do all this lying and building up to bring the person to your house to sit for 30 minutes, wasting your time, then going to the bathroom and coming back? What type of test? Why are you testing these niggas? I don't know. That's not something I would do. Find better ways to vet out your prospects. Rule number one. Right. I'm trying to think if I've ever been with somebody that has lied or tried to make me think that they fuck with my interest. No, if I could be 100 percent honest, I'd probably be the one. Damn, I'm probably the one that's doing the lying. Maybe that's why I think it's dumb. I get that. (laughs) I hate that I just said that so like nonchalantly, but it is what it is back in my dating days. I don't even think. When I was trying to date, I was testing out to see if people were lying about things. I think the lie, the lie will come out alone on its own. The bullshit will reveal itself to me. I think there are other ways to just vet out people. I think just paying attention to them. I mean, if this works for her, this works for her. I wouldn't do it. 
I think it's just weird. I'm trying to think if I can come up with another way for you guys to get to the bottom of if somebody is lying. I don't know. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. I think I don't, I don't think I really deal with liars like that. Like I said, I think I would be the one to say like, oh, I, li-. I don't even think I would do that. Actually, I take that back. I don't think I was lying. I think I was really just I would talk and eventually I'll figure if we ain't matching or we matching whatever I wanted out of them. I think I'd also be honest and just be like, hey, I'm trying to fuck. I'm, I'm one of them people that's really like straightforward. So I never had to deal with the bullshit. I just communicate what I want. And for the most part, that's what they wanted to and then we will move on from there. I think everybody just be honest. And this is just so fucking crazy. Again, so blessed to not be a part of the dating world. What do y'all think about the Coraline test? You running it? You going to do it? You going to use it? I think it's foolish. If my friends told me that that's what they was doing, I'll be like, girl, drop that nigga. Girl, you don't even got to be dating right now. You don't even got to be dating right now. Just, I don't even know. That's crazy. But do what you got to do. No real judgment. Just kind of side eyeing you a little bit. Still love you. Um, Speaking of dating and so happy that i'm not in the dating realm y'all know one thing that i really cannot wait to do i cannot wait to be fucking married i talked to you guys when i had that episode with rina we were talking about traditional weddings and um american weddings and as much as i say i would love to do both and i'd love to have a big beautiful wedding i feel like as a Ghanaian, it's actually expected of me to go all out all the other Ghanaians that i keep up with or like follow whatever that i know they have the most beautiful weddings um it's it's recorded it's a whole production if you didn't know, I think it's beyond being a Ghanaian as the African weddings are full on productions. You got dancers, you got money being thrown, you got dresses on top of dresses, several different outfits. Groomsmen be looking good, bridesmaids be looking good. It's a whole motherfucking movie, you know what I'm saying? And I would love to have that, but at the same time, I feel like a nice, intimate, private wedding is more so my thing. I really am looking forward to doing like a destination wedding. You guys know I have a very small family and a very small um close-knit circle of friends so i feel like my invitation list would be like 10 people at max i can't imagine that i would even need a big venue um or to do a full-on production like part of me wants to do it because i missed out on things like prom i didn't miss out on prom but like i feel like i bullshitted prom and so do i regret it i actually don't regret it i just feel like weddings are something that you should try to enjoy because you only have one right unless you're jackie christie and doug they have a wedding every fucking year shout out to basketball wives la but um i just feel like intimate and small is it's gonna be what i do even though i do want a big production and i don't want to do the small and intimate and regret it but i just feel like i need to be on an island having fun living lavish like that you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't know why i'm saying i don't know i know that i want something small and intimate but at the same time i want to do something big but it's like i want to get married on a beach so i don't see myself doing the whole production because why would I get sand on all these dresses? Huge dilemmas. I have a long way to go. I'm not getting married anytime soon. You guys see this mic wobbling up and down, up and down, up and down. Y'all know what I'm here to say. Cash up is open. Dollar sign, Constance Ann and one. Get me right. Help me get some new equipment. I start work this week. So that's amazing. I cannot wait to start getting fucking paid. That's really all I'm looking forward to. You know, I've been talking about how much I hate corporate America and I hate work. I still stand firm on that. Right hand to the bible i do hate working for corporate america but i need to to get my life in order right that sucks that that's my reality my reality i got the job y'all seen how like unexcited i was but also excited just like i'm ready to just hurry up and start getting paid because that's the only thing that can bring me to enjoying the workforce getting paid hopefully i can get paid doing this sometime soon i can't even lie you guys sometimes i sit and i get a little bit like anxious when I think about 
the fact that I could be doing podcasting every day for four years, five years, six years. That makes me nervous because like I tell you guys, sometimes I wake up and I don't even know what we're podcasting about. But what do you know? We're eight minutes in and the podcast has been going strong. Somehow, some way, God brings it out of me. So I know that I could do it for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years if I had to. It just scares me sometimes because it's like, damn, Constance, you really gave yourself. I don't even want to say I, I was going to say you really gave yourself um, a hard expectation to meet. But that's not even the case. I just feel like this is just what I have been instructed to do, what I've been called to do. This is a part of my journey. I don't know why I'm podcasting every day. I really don't at this point, but we're going strong. I love it. I enjoy it. Just sometimes it scares me that this is what I do. Can anyone attest to that? Does anybody ever feel like the thing that you're doing, your purpose is like a little bit scary? Like what you've been called to do, what God has instructed you to do, this phase that you're in is a little bit intimidating scary is not necessarily a thing it's just intimidating because it's like oh my god who knew that I could do this and how much more of it can I do a little bit of self-doubt there right but not in like a terrible scare like not in a not in a bad way I think it's normal to have that uh just I think that that self-doubt is is normal and this yeah I mean I've, I've it's been worse this isn't like a oh my god Constance you can't do it it's like a wow Constance unbelievable surround of applause to me shout out to me i was watching a bunch of podcast episodes yesterday and i was so impressed with the fact that not only was i doing it every day but the episodes were pretty good i was like damn constance i was watching episodes that i um doubted and i doubted that it was not the right word that was just the word on top of my head i was watching episodes that i like was insecure about I remember putting them up and thinking, oh, my God, this wasn't a good episode. Even in some of those episodes, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this episode. And I'm watching them and I'm like, girl, yes, this is a fucking banger. So um, even in, even in my insecureness, even when I am insecure, the episodes still turn out pretty good. I'm so um, I love that. I like that. Uh, I think that's great. Actually, ooh, I knew that was going to happen. Sorry, you guys. I'm on my phone while I am podcasting unprofessional right the show goes on okay you guys last night I was on Instagram live some of you tapped on I'm so appreciative of the ones that tapped on thank you so much for giving me some of your time on a Sunday night don't forget guys we go live every Sunday night 9 p.m eastern time on Instagram at Constance the pod follow me um I want to give a huge shout out to that boy menace Kendrick we talked last night I appreciate you thank you so much for tapping in with me okay I really fuck with that exclusively La Myra, La Myra girl how are you doing thank you so much for tapping in staying with me the whole hour or for the most part I think it was majority of the hour I appreciate you I fuck with you Kenny Moore thank you okay and shout out to everybody else that just tapped on even if you tapped on for a second just to see what happened even if you tapped on on accident thank you because seeing y'all's faces keeps me motivated to stay on being on live is such an awkward thing for me um I'm so happy I'm overcoming that 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 fear of mine it's so weird. I'm just on there talking to my phone. I know I get on here and I talk to the camera, but like I have shit prepared to talk about and I'd be sitting there on the live and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about what I'm going to talk about tomorrow in tomorrow's podcast. So let me just come up with something to say here. You guys definitely make it easy because you guys have questions. You guys keep me engaged. Last night, um, that boy Menace hopped on, right? And we were just talking. Like he actually requested to join the live with me and we sat and we talked and that was dope. I loved it. Um, you guys are welcome to always request to live with me. Um, you know, I'm open to discussion. And if I don't want to discuss, I will say right then and there. I don't feel like talking and not accept the request. But for the most part, I'm down because I don't get on with much prepared to talk about. So let's 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 do more of that. I loved it. All right. You guys remember Sunday night, 9 p.m. We getting on live. What are we getting into next? Y'all want to know what's been going on with my girl winter? A lot of shit been going on with my girl winter. So the last time I left y'all off, what did I tell y'all? 
shit wasn't going good. What the fuck did I last tell y'all? I don't know, girl. That girl been going through the motions, child. She ended up moving back to Brooklyn. Oh, first of all, if you new here, I'm reading the book The Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. We recapping every time I read. Okay, so she ended up going back to Brooklyn. She's staying with her aunt Bianca. Child, I think her mama is on drugs. She said the last time she seen her mama, her mama was skinny, standing in the corner acting like she was cold. So I had to put two and two together. I'm like, if you standing in the corner like you cold, you was probably itching. And if you itching, you must have did crack. And I was so sad to see that because, girl, you ain't a crackhead. You Santiago's wife. Get it together. But I guess once you do crack, you can't come back. I don't know. I ain't never did crack. Um, I hope you can come back from doing crack. But from the movies, they don't give that. So that was just sad. Um, What else happened? She's staying with her aunt. She links up with her friends. Winter and her friends. It, okay, first of all, she links up with one of her friends, Simone. Simone is a booster, child. I be hearing the word booster, but I ain't really know what it meant. Simone is a booster. She goes into stores and steals. I told y'all I had my little fake boosting days. We ain't going to get in too deep into in, in depth with it only the constant podcast ogs oh, know you know y'all know about the booster story i might have to take that down because that don't need to be up no more but anyway simone is a booster she's stealing stuff from the stores um winter finds out and she's like damn bitch why the fuck you ain't tell me you a booster so i didn't have to pay this 500 600 dollars for this outfit they go into an event the girls go to the event natalie is or Natalie was Winter's best friend. They were supposed to all ride together, but Natalie ended up getting a nigga. So Natalie goes with the nigga. The nigga has them in box seats. Like, they live in large. The rest of the girls can go, Winter included. So they all are like, all right, let's get a limo to flex stunt and fake. That's crazy because Winter's broke. So I don't even know why she would suggest renting a limo. The feud Winter and Natalie have is one hell of a thing. It's like they besties, but they hate each other because everything they do is to make the other person jealous, to shit on the other person. Um, can I say that I've been in a situation like that? Not necessarily. Not necessarily in the sense of trying to make somebody jealous, but I know back in my youth, like back in high school, I was definitely friends with motherfuckers that deep down I ain't really fuck with like that, but I was still friends with them. All right, boom. Let's let's finish the story. So after the after the the club or event that they go to the concert that they go to they all decide to link up and go eat food at junior some restaurant the nigga that took natalie to the club or event or whatever tries to hit on winter ask for winter's number and everything which is like nigga i can't do that you my girl but she ends up still trying to give the number natalie comes and catches them they do a quick little fake squabble the nigga's like nah you tripping i was just trying to give her a pen for something because they he actually took a pen out to get winter's number but natalie caught them in the act so he came up with a quick line boom i guess if natalie would have did the corn line test she would have knew that the nigga was a liar right all right um let's get past that He's the guy is hugging Natalie. He still asked for Winter's number behind Natalie's back. All right, boom. They end up linking Winter and Natalie's nigga. All right. Winter is really only linking up with the nigga because she's trying to make some money. She's trying to get in the streets and do what her daddy did. But she can't find somebody to do it with. She tried to do it with Midnight, the nigga she had a crush on. But he was like, girl, no, I ain't doing shit with you. And he left. He ran off somewhere so that he ain't end up in the same mess Winter's daddy is in. So... Now, Winter and this guy are on a date, right? And she's trying to convince him to go into business with her. He's like, girl, I'm not going into business with you. And then he reveals, I don't even know how the fuck this came out of his mouth. The nigga reveals that he gets his dick sucked. The nigga gets his dick sucked 
for crack. He don't do the crack. He sell the crack. But if you ain't got the money, you suck his dick. It don't matter if you're a crackhead. He'll still give you the crack. To me, that was crazy because, nigga, you cannot pay for food, rent, or life expenses with head. So that was just stupid. Like, I get it if you accept food stamps because you can take them food stamps and do what you want with them food stamps, right? Food stamps is like... That's decent payment for anything. I won't cap. I wish I had some food stamps today, but not sucking dick. What else happened in the story? Winter ends up getting picked up by CPS. She ends up going to like a group home where they're basically encouraging her to start focusing on her future, getting her shit in order because once she turns 18, she's out of there. Um, and Winter starts finessing the, the, the group home. She gets one of the girls, she dolls them all, she dolls her up and she charges for like the the glam makeover basically. New clothes, new hair, new look, and you gotta pay her to rent the clothes. It was kind of given a late archive. If you watch basketball, no, not basketball, if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, y'all know Marlo's doing the late archive where you rent clothes from her catalog. Um, Winter's pretty much doing the same thing. So I was like, hats off to you, girl. Do what you gotta do. She gets her friend Simone the booster to pick up clothes. She pays Simone. Simone brings her the clothes and Winter sells them clothes for a little bit more than they would be in for a little bit. Winter sells the clothes for a little bit less than they would be at the store, but obviously for more than she got them for because her friend stole them. So she got a quick, you know, a nice little organization going on in the group home. And that's where I'm at so fucking far. So I hats off to my girl Winter because at 17, I don't think I was thinking like that. Shit, as I'm reading a book, I wasn't even thinking like that. I, I had no idea how Winter was going to get through and survive, but she is doing it. Let's get back to the food stamps, y'all, because I wish I had some food stamps. With the way life is nowadays, you need some fucking food stamps. It's fucked up that food stamps exist, and they're not just handing them out to all of us. If Constance was a motherfucking president, you know what be going on? Everybody would be getting mailed food stamps. I had food stamps when I was in Los Angeles. That was the best time of my life. Like, you don't understand how great life is when you no longer have to pay for groceries out of your own pocket. Now, obviously, it sucks because, like, if you have food stamps, then obviously everything else is, like, falling to shits in your life because you're financially unstable. But that free food make it all better. That's why I said if I was doing drugs, I would take the food stamps in exchange for if I was selling drugs, not doing them. If I was selling drugs, I would take food stamps in exchange for the drugs because I know that that's one less thing that I got to spend I saw a hairstylist on uh, TikTok talking about he accepts food stamps from his clients as he should um that's one less set of groceries you got to spend for out of your pocket and you make money off the next client I think that it just makes sense to accept food stamps but is that illegal it is illegal ain't it why is it even illegal you be looking like the stupidest things are illegal and then the legal things I don't know what I was gonna say after that but I would accept some food stamps. Would y'all accept some food stamps? I don't know if I've been asking y'all questions throughout this whole episode, but I hope y'all are engaging in the comments down below. We got the bowl here. Word of association. Ooh, actually, before we get into word association, let me give you guys a movie. I watched the movie Hustle. All right. I watched the movie Hustle. Um, it's on Netflix. It was rated like number two, so it's got to be good, right? Mm. It was giving me Disney movie energy. Definitely Disney movie. I think I wanted to see a little bit more drama. It had a happy ending. I don't mind when movies have a happy ending, but I just want some drama, like just very anticlimactic. I like it to get to the climax to the point where I'm like, oh my God, no. Um, so yes, I watched the movie Hustle. 
I would incur I would recommend it. It wasn't a terrible movie. It was just a little soft for me. Um, they had but what's the movie about, right? That's what y'all want to know. The movie is basically about a guy that works for the NBA. He he's a scout in the NBA, so he goes to different countries to scout out different players. And so he's on the lookout to scout the next player for the Philly 76ers. And um he thinks he found the next best player, but the rest of his team, the rest of the 76ers, like owners and agents and whatever, are a little bit skeptical about it. So he's in the works of trying to, the actual scout is in the works of trying to figure out how to convince these people to get this alleged star player on the team. And you just watch that happen. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. I actually want you guys to go watch the movie. They have Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler acting as a couple when I saw that I was automatically turned off because why the fuck are Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah pretending to be a couple it was just so unbelievable we all know Queen Latifah is gay and we all know if she wasn't gay Adam Sandler wouldn't be her type I wasn't feeling that so I didn't like that I wish it was another couple but I wasn't mad at it being Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler I also feel like it could have been a little bit more comedic considering it was Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler but it's okay. Watch the movie. It's a good movie. Rated number two. Mm, okay, good enough. That's a movie you can definitely watch with your kids and not have to like tell them to close their eyes or turn around. Like that is a PG movie. It's probably rated like PG thirteen because they maybe say the word shit in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit. This podcast probably a lot less appropriate for your kids than that movie is so there there you have it you guys check out that movie if you're looking for a movie to watch let's get into the bowl word association association for the new people there's a bowl full of words i put my hand into the bowl i pull out a word i give you my fucking thoughts on the word all right let's get into it let's get into it uh let's get into it hey oh i pulled out your secret is safe with me honey if I told you your secret was safe with me, <laughs> I might be lying, okay? I'm telling my girlfriend everything. My girlfriend is my confidant. Now, we're not going to gossip about it. But sometimes you hear some tea, you hear something, and you, like, got to go to your partner. I feel like people cap when they say that they don't tell their partner shit. I saw a post, and it was like, stop telling your boyfriend my business. Your boyfriend ain't my friend. Like, yeah, that's exactly why I would go and tell my partner because y'all ain't never going to talk. So you wouldn't even know that my partner knows what the fuck you told me. Um, I don't tell, mm, you just go when you talk to your partner about everything. Y'all know like Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm bringing them up because we all know, unfortunately, all of them ain't married. I don't even know why they all on the show. But I'm bringing them up because, you see, the ones that have husbands are always the ones in the least amount of drama. Why? Because they go and they gossip to their husbands. You go and you talk to your partner. Like, you are lying if you're telling me that your partner doesn't know everything that you know. Maybe they know my secrets and they know yours too, okay? Um, there are some things that are like, if it's a deep, deep, when it comes to my friends, especially like my friends, deep, deep secrets, like, obviously, I'm not going to tell because there's no reason to tell. Like I'm saying, it's not something to go and just, I'm not telling my girlfriend everybody's business that's not the case it's just when I find some shit out sometimes I gotta go tell my girl because we got some things to analyze some things to discuss it's like no nah, it's not even that deep I just gotta talk okay so I go to her she ain't gonna go tell nobody and it's just staying between us and that's it everybody talks to their partner about every fucking thing I ain't sharing your world's deepest darkest secrets but bitch if I found out Susie Mae was a booster I might tell my girlfriend Susie Mae was a booster Okay, I'm keeping it real. I think people, I just got to keep it real. She knows. 
she knows. And I know she knows. And now you know she knows. So your secret is safe with me is cap. My girlfriend's doing everything. I'm telling my partner everything. Everybody's telling their partners the shit that they find out. Because that's just what you do. Don't get on here and lie and tell me that you don't tell your partner shit. Because you do. Speaking of Real Housewives, I wonder why they still call the show Real Housewives. If you're going to have a bunch of girls on there that ain't married, which is cool. Because I enjoy watching them. They ain't got to be married. Why the hell don't they just call it women in Atlanta or big bossy women in Atlanta? They ain't housewives. Some of them ain't wives, you know, so like fix it. I think they got to fix the title, revamp the show maybe a little bit. The The show's just misleading. Every time I watch a housewife show or even with basketball wives, it's like y'all ain't married. Like why the fuck are we calling it something, something wives? Like just fix the name up. That's my only critique. I love the shows. I don't even care that y'all are married or not. I just think better title for the show, right? Just thought I'm just curious about that. Um, speaking of Real Housewives, oh my God, Sheree. Sheree got stood up by Tyrone. If you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, y'all know. Sheree is dating a man that just got out of jail. Kudos to the girls that do that. Because how the hell do you do that? Um, how the fuck you just get out of jail? You on parole and you uh, fucking... What the fuck? What is the word? Standing me up. How the fuck you just got a jail and you standing me up? Some fucking nerve. I'm I'm surprised that they pushed Sheree back on Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was kind of giving love after lockdown, love after lockup. I actually want to watch that show. I got to get that app. It's always a new app, a new subscription service. Anyways, I actually love Sheree. I I hate that Sheree got stood up. I just am curious about why the show is still called Real Housewives of Atlanta, even though everybody isn't really wifed up all right next we back in the bowl Ooh, what type of slave would you have been all my black people comment down before comment down below before i get into it excuse me what type of slave would you have been comment that down below if you want to know if you ask me bitch i tried i would like to believe that i would have been on my harriet Tubman shit but I think in reality, I definitely would have been a hands behind my back. Yes, master. No master type of slave. Sad to say, right? But I would have had to do it because if I would have seen my brother or a friend getting whooped to the degree that they was getting whooped, I would have had to just cooperate. Ooh, that's so sad thinking about when you think about how they raped and beat the slaves. Ooh, but let me tell you this. I may not have organized a rebellion. But as soon as I heard that there was a rebellion, I would have been all for it. And now that I speak, just thinking about who I am, I might have been on my yes master, no master bullshit, right? But I definitely can see myself getting with Harriet Tubman at night to plan the whole railroad uh, escape. I might have been like a sly, rebellious person, but I never would have told master Hell no, fuck you. Like, that's not the energy I'm giving. I'm definitely giving obedient. And then at nighttime when the motherfuckers go to sleep or wherever the fuck they go, I'm getting down and I'm figuring out the escape plan. I think that's the kind of slave I would have been. What about you guys? Keep it real. Keep it raw. Keep it honest. Ain't nobody going to judge you for your answer. Comment it down below. I would love to know what type of slave you would have been. And if you white, just ignore it. Don't even comment. Don't don't even don't type nothing. This is for the black people. All right. Um. We're going to get into the boat one more time. And then we're just going to end today's episode. Oh, no. We're not going into today's episode. We have other things to do. See, I'd be forgetting what the fuck the show consists of. Let's do the boat one more time. 
ooh, affordable luxury is what I pulled out of. I'm going to be 100% honest. I get really tired of people that start businesses and they throw on the phrase, they go for the phrase affordable luxury. I get it. You can you can tell yourself that luxury is whatever you want it to be. Luxury could be an affordable pedicure. Luxury, luxury can be whatever the fuck you want it to be, okay? But when we start in businesses, when you start in businesses, it doesn't make sense to me to tag the word affordable and luxury together to try to market your product. When a consumer thinks luxury, they're thinking high end, they're thinking expensive, they're thinking exclusive. When you say affordable, that contradicts everything that luxury just communicated to me. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. I feel like a lot of people try to sell off the strength of products being cheap or even using that word luxury because they feel like that's going to be the key to a successful marketing plan. And that's not the case. I do think that you need to pick a word, but I think that that word that you use should be a word that actually describes a benefit of your product or a character trait of your product that will be seen as useful to the consumer. A a word that describes the problem that you're solving for your cons- consumer. Whenever I think about starting businesses, I always think about what problem am I solving for my consumer? Um, so y'all know I used to sell hair. When I sold hair, I used my hair business, for example. I sold a quote-unquote luxury product, but I didn't assign the word luxury to my product. That's what consumers were using. And consumers would tell me, or speak about the product as if it was a luxury product because the price communicated that it was luxury. You know, when people think of luxury, they think of high prices. You know, I already went over the list of what people think of. And so the price point communicated that it was luxury. The clean website communicated that it was luxury. The customer service communicated that it was luxury. Everything about the brand communicated that it was a luxury product, but that's not what I was selling off the strength of. The word that my um, company went with was the softest hair. So we were saying that the hair, I'm saying we because my business, my business partner was my brother. Anyways, we will sell um, the hair off the strength of it being the softest along with its return policy, which people just started to communicate. All in all, I think understanding that when you're marketing a product, words hold weight and affordable and luxury first of all affordable doesn't do nothing but just tell me it's cheap and when people think of cheap like whenever you see someone doing nails for the low out their basement you automatically think that girl doing shit out her basement that ain't nothing now she may do the best work but because she said it was affordable and out of her basement you just like okay what the fuck you know what i'm saying these words play a role in customers' perception of the product. So be mindful of that. I just wouldn't use the word affordable because when people think affordable, they think janky, they think cheap. It's like, why would I go here when I can just go here? Like, why would I fuck with you and your low prices when I can go to the beauty supply store for my low price for other low prices and know the quality of work? I just think affordability has a bad fucking, it can leave a bad taste in people's mouths. And when you combine affordability and luxury, you're really just contradicting. And I think as a business owner, you should take it upon yourself to focus more on the benefit that your product offers or the benefit of your service, the problem that you're solving, and go off of that. Because if you don't define it, the customer is going to define what they think 
the brand is. So if you can take a head start, I will go ahead and pick a good word. Does that make sense? I don't know. I really hate the affordable luxury bid. That shit just drives me nuts. Everybody's saying that they got the affordable luxury product. And to me, it's just like, y'all already know when we think luxury from business standpoint, you know what you expect. Like, it's okay to have cheap products. If you want to sell off the strength of cheap, that's fine. But I wouldn't say my products are cheap. I would just go into the benefits of the product. And then when I get to, when the customer gets to the price point, they're like, oh, this isn't my, my, uh, this is affordable for me. So I'll buy it. Like let the customer decide whether or not it's affordable or not. Don't even focus on the price. All right. I'm not a marketing expert, but I did read a book when I was, I read a lot of books, actually a lot of marketing books, a lot of branding books, a lot of business books when I was starting my business or when I was in the entrepreneur gear or mode i'm gonna put y'all onto a book that i think is a great great gem it is called the 22 immutable laws of marketing by al reese and jack trout get that book read that book i think it'll do a better job of explaining what i'm talking about but understanding that like yes you need words to describe let me say yes words can help market your product yes words can help with branding but be strategic with the words that you use because those words are going to be what the people run with. And when you use words like cheap, cheap automatically has a negative connotation to it. So I think you're doing yourself a disservice. You're uh, calling a certain group of people that you may not be trying to target. And I think most people go with cheap because they think that's the safe route. They think a lot of people are looking for affordability and that's where you do yourself a disservice. Now you can have a cheap product. You can have an affordable product, but that doesn't need to be what your, the strength of your marketing. It just doesn't have to be. I think a lot of people con themselves into believing that it has to be in order for their product to sell. Um, I sold really expensive hair and it sold because I spent a lot of time marketing First of all, I had a good product. I of course, have a good product, but I spent a lot of time doing research on effective marketing. Cheap and affordable is only going to get you so far. Even the word luxury is only, only going to get you so far. You don't have to spell out the fact that something is luxury or affordable. Like Those words just make me so sick when I see people doing that. Focus on the benefits of the product and check out that book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Okay? Um, you guys, let's get into... And advice column submission. And then we will tap out. If you guys need advice, give me a call. 240-587-3186. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. And it's 240 240-587-3186. Okay. This one says, Dear Constance, how do I deal with old but embarrassing things that I posted? Well, first of all, I hate the fact that cyber footprints exist. I posted some really embarrassing things before online anonymous a year ago, and I deleted them already. Uh, example, comments defending the wrong celebrities, saying the most embarrassing shit ever, TBH. Posting shit, I definitely don't want people who know me in real life reading. But I low-key got doxxed, so not sure if I'll be anonymous anymore. Also, whoever doxxed me runs around harassing my classmates through Instagram and revealing shit about me. The embarrassment I get when I read back on screenshots of my comments and messages as well as posts are so bad it makes me want to die. How do I overcome this? Um, I think just forgive yourself. Know that you have grown. Know that that's no longer your perspective. I think it's great that you can... Uh, uh, I think it's great that you can um, 
even come to the conclusion that those thoughts are no longer your thoughts. And that's really all that you can do. Um, obviously, going forward, be mindful of what it is what it is that you put on the internet. Because yes, once it's on the internet, it's out there forever. I've had to learn the hard way too. But if it's no longer you and you've evolved, then it is what it is. There are things that we have done on the internet. There are things that we have said in person that we may no longer agree with and it is what it is. So I think just finding that time and space to forgive yourself I think learning to forgive ourselves is important um I think that's it and and how do you forgive yourself girl I would just or guy I would literally this is what I would do it may not work for you you can find other ways this is what I would do this is how I do it I let it all out in my journal right I just write everything that I'm feeling in my journal how embarrassed I am however it made me feel acknowledging that that wasn't something that I wanted to do I would go look in the mirror look myself dead in the eyes in the mirror and just say Girl, it is okay. I forgive you that it's not you anymore. And whoever likes it, likes it. And whoever doesn't, doesn't. That's what the fuck I do. That's how I forgive myself. That's how, you know, I just, I just take a look at myself and I say, that's no longer you. And I know that that's no longer me. So it is what it is. People are going to think what they want to think about you. Whoever doxed you, I don't even really know what doxed means, but whoever's doing that, they're fucking weirdos and they ain't got shit else to do. And who cares, man? At the end of the day, the reality of it is we all have different perspectives and opinions on things. Some agree, some don't agree. You might not even agree a year later, and that's just how life works. It is what it is. By God's grace, we have the opportunity to evolve and change and become better versions of ourselves. And so I'm glad that that happened to you. And I think that that's something you need to give yourself on the pat on the back for too, acknowledging that you changed and evolved and that that is no longer you. And it's okay. Fuck them people. Fuck whoever has to say whatever they have to say. Anyways, you said you said it anonymously. So I don't think anybody would be able to reveal that it's you. But if they are, oh, well, it is what it is. I said what I said. And I meant what I said at that time. I no longer mean it. It is what it is. You know, um, I think you're painting it out in your head to be a lot more than it is. Sometimes I look back, especially with this podcast. I'm like, oh, my God, I said some shit that I probably shouldn't have said. But shit, I said it. It is what it is. I may no longer agree with it anymore. And if that's the case, then... I can't take it back. If it's already there, it is what it is. That's just what it is. I don't know. Also, going forward again, just be mindful of the shit that you say. Think before you speak. Because there's repercussions to everything. Um, some shit will come back on you and you just deal with it. That's a part of life, you know? I don't know. I hope that was good advice. I feel like that's just what, that's how I overcome the shit that I'm going through. So hopefully that helped. We're going to end today's show. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. First of all, I want to know your guys' advice. Comment down below. What do you think this person should do? They're unhappy with the shit that they said in the past. It may be revealed that they said it. How can they get over it? How can they, what can they do? Y'all heard the question when I read it. I don't know what it was verbatim, but that was it. Comment down below. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts and opinions. I want you guys to call me and interact with me. If you guys have have any questions or you need advice, you want my take on something, please give me a call, 240-587-3186. If you're nervous about calling, that is okay. You can click the link down below in the description box or in my Instagram bio. That will take you to my advice column. And there you can leave an anonymous submission. Ooh, I just wiped something white right here off that was not on film. Bitch. We need a glam team. Who is who wants to be my glam assistant? I'm not really hiring, but I need one. Okay. Um, what else? Y'all know the spiel, right? Follow me everywhere at Constance the Pod. Follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pod. Instagram at Constance the Pod. Follow my personal pages at Black Mocha B L A C K M Zero C H A. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everywhere. Search me, you will find me, girl. Um. What else? If you want your music featured on the show, send me an email, constancethepodcast at gmail.com. 
If you guys need advice, call me. I'm on Instagram Lives, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. Every Sunday, get right with me. What else? I'm drawing a serious blank on the end spiel. Y'all know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, check the description down below because it's going to get you right. I put everything in the description box below, including my cash app. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode. Ooh, leave me a review and a rating. We can't forget that. Leave me a review and a rating and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Going to the gym. Peace.